you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. I want to thank you all for tuning in for another week of Bachelor messiness. I want to remind you to please listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes. We have new couples to talk about. We have Bachelor interviews to dissect. We have unfortunate hair colors happening. So I have Us Weekly social media editor, Kelly Lasky, here to break it all down with me. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Sarah. How was your weekend? You know, it's it's not the same, but it was nice to have a little bit longer of a break, get outside. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for better days ahead. How about you? I'm definitely hope, hoping for better days ahead. This Memorial Day weekend was definitely different from past ones, but, you know, only good things are coming. Yeah. I mean, it kind of depressed me when I thought about how we would have been like a full week into Claire's season airing and she would have like been engaged by now, like two episodes would have aired. Like in real life, she would have been engaged. And then in Unreal on TV, we would have been watching two episodes. Like that's like crazy that a whole season of that show would have been filmed, produced, edited. Her life would have been quote unquote changed. She would have been engaged. Like it's just like insane how long we've been inside. Right. It's also funny to think of it that way where it really would have only been like two months and all of these milestones she would have already hit by now if all things went well. For yeah, her. I guess you can look at it both ways, like, right? Like, it's kind of sad that one, I'm using The Bachelor to measure time. <laughs> two, it's crazy that in the amount of time that we've all accomplished literally nothing, someone could have, like, been engaged and thought they found their, like, soulmate and filmed a TV show. It's it's a lot. Totally. But we'll probably touch it on Claire a little bit later. I want to start off with Hannah B just to get it out of the way because this is like, you know, the most serious thing probably I've we've ever had to talk about on this show. So quick recap. Hannah Brown, who was The Bachelorette, was singing Rockstar by DaBaby on Instagram Live. She skipped the F word but said the N word in the lyrics. Her first mistake was trying to like shift the blame on her brother and like laugh at, kind of laugh it off awkwardly and then just pretend she didn't say it like on Instagram live, which I guess she can't rewatch the live, but still like you probably should have just like apologized right off the bat. Then over the next 24 hours, she apparently had this conversation with Rachel Lindsay, which we'll get into in a second. And then she posted this on Instagram. I owe you all a major apology. There is no excuse. And I will not justify what I said. I have read your messages and I've seen the hurt I have caused. I own it all. I'm terribly sorry. And I know that whether in public or private, this language is unacceptable. I promise to do better. So she's gone silent ever since then. But Rachel, who is, you know, the only real prominent person of color in the Bachelor franchise, went on Nick Vile's podcast and she revealed they had a few conversations that Hannah was remorseful, she was upset, and that they were planning to go on Instagram Live to like have a dialogue about this. And instead, Hannah posted the statement. And Rachel said, the reason it disappointed me so much is that Hannah decided to give the statement because in her words, quote, a statement would be so insincere. Hannah said that it felt icky to give a statement and I believed her. And I think it was her team advising her to give the statement. And she said in her heart, she didn't feel it was the right way that she felt God had wanted her to use the platform for a bigger purpose and that she was going to step up and do it. So what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, It's just Instagram live has become so prominent now. Like we talk about all the time. It's so annoying when you go just on your Instagram feed Like you can barely see your friends or celebrity stories because there's like a huge line of people who are live at the moment. 
Like I get that's how people are hand handling quarantine, you know, wanting to connect with their fans and go live. But there are so many fans that fan accounts and fan like avid fans that are watching every single move you make screen recording like you can't get away with anything any like anymore specifically and this was just really i personally think really really bad that this even happened like you just she obviously like kind of looked a little drunk i'm not really sure i just don't think if you're someone who's has a pretty big following to be drinking and going on instagram live that's what i think it comes down to because i just think that it's like a really icky situation um i don't really have like i don't really what do you think it's it's a touchy subject to even talk about yeah no i mean as two white women like obviously we're not the ones who like should be giving like hannah advice or like whatever i think we can agree that you know don't sing the song lyric don't say the word ever like it's just Mm -hmm. not necessary it's not your place The thing with Rachel that it's always interesting to me is like, it makes total sense that Rachel wants to, and honestly needs to be the person to hold people in the franchise accountable. And I think it's a position she's very comfortable in. And I just think it's a little dicey that now she's like giving an interview with Nick Vile to like break down their conversation versus like, if maybe she really had Hannah's best interest at heart, she would have reached out to her privately again. But at the same time, like Hannah has gone silent. So it's just like, Super messy. I mean, listen, Hannah has almost 3 million followers. She's like a huge figure. Rachel Lindsay doesn't have quite that many, but is obviously very influential in the show. So it's, it's messy. It also just like checks out so much that like Nick Vile ended up in the middle. Yeah. Nick Vile gets, Nick Vile gets all the tea. But yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely interesting that like they had a conversation and Rachel had to go public with it. I think that like Rachel totally could have, you know, spoken to Hannah privately and then it just been that. And then like if Hannah showed remorse for the situation, then wrap it up with a bow and like move on. But it's also, it's just, there's so many different sides you can take on something like this, but long story short, I just, you can't take back something you said, like you said it, especially in this day and age, it's literally people have copies of what you said. It's scary. You can say something really bad and it's just haunt you forever. And we'll see how this ultimately affects her career People are very divided on it. But for someone, I think of like in Bachelor Nation, like, is this going to be Hannah's career forever? Because if this could have been something that could have actually ruined it, like we don't see a lot of Bachelor people go back to their actual career that they Mm -hmm. did before the show. So something like this, if you're getting all these sponsored ads and, and there's people, you know, pulling their sponsored ads with her or not wanting to associate with her it's could ultimately affect like her career path and what she ends up doing in the future. So you just have to be careful with what you say. And it's, it's tough this day and age with screen recordings. And like I said before, so yeah, touchy situation. I'm pretty fascinated with finding out what like her career path is going to be too. I mean, she's only 25 and I don't even know if she had like a real job before because she was on the show, like fresh out of college and like pageant queen and stuff. But I mean, she does have such a big following. And I, that's, I almost feel like Rachel should have, I mean, again, it's not my place to tell her what to do or how to handle a situation that more, I guess, affects her than me in general. Like, I, not that it doesn't affect, you know what I mean? Whatever. But I guess, I think maybe she should have waited to see if Rihanna, like, maybe wish she was going to start a dialogue about that later. Maybe the statement was to get us to get it out. Like, maybe she, you know, panicked and maybe she is planning something bigger that doesn't involve you. Like, or if maybe if she, you know, the next day she did post another bathing suit selfie, that's when you stand in and you're like, All right, I don't think we should move on quite yet. Like, I don't know if she's been really held accountable for her actions versus like, it's kind of going in on her after she did apologize. I mean, I don't know if I would call it the most heartfelt thing either. I don't know. It's messy. We should move on before. Yeah. But speaking of Hannah B, I don't know if you saw this this morning. But Kaylin Miller Keys, TBT, did an interview with Ben and Ashley I, admitting that she thought she was going to be the Bachelorette and was like talking about Hannah and was like, looking back on all the past seasons, it's always been a top four. And then to branch out and pick Hannah, it just hurt. And then when they asked her about like why they like didn't get along, she like was very coy. And she was like, I just have so many thoughts on the issues, but like wouldn't say what happened. And one, I just think it's really funny when Bachelor people like love just going back and saying that they thought they were going to be the bachelor bachelorette. Cause like, there's no proof. Like that whole thing just happened with Peter Krause and like right. and Chris Harrison was just like, that's not what happened. 
And like, part of me sometimes believes them. Like, it's just like kind of funny that that's a narrative that they always like fall back on. Like, well, it was mine. And like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. It's like, calm down. Like you, we get that you're a prominent person in bachelor nation, but to say that like, Oh, I was really hurt that I wasn't chosen or I was supposed to be chosen this and that just like come down a few notches. You weren't selected. So let's not let everyone know that. Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah, I, weird. I remember thinking that there was potential for her to be the bachelorette. Like I remember she was definitely one of the names in the running. And I remember being surprised that Hannah Brown was selected because she's so different now than how she was on Colton season. It's kind of wild to think about. I remember like she wasn't very liked necessarily. I thought at first on Colton's and then as she became the bachelorette, she became more likable. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of the way yeah. I interpreted it. But yeah, can one of them just say like what's going on between the two of them because or I what know. happened in the pageant days? But maybe it's so bad that it could destroy both of their careers. So maybe they're both remaining quiet about it. But it's one of those things that it's like, so what actually went down? <laughs> Well, so in Colton's book, which, you know, of course I read cover to cover, all he said about it was from what they told me off camera, their problem had to do with a tasteless joke about a serious matter related to one of their family members. I won't say anything more. The tension of being on the show together opened this old wound and cast a dark cloud over the entire week. So I, one of them said something offensive and I guess now the other one is, you know, not making it public, which I guess is nice, but I don't know that whole, it's just bizarre that they're always going to be associated with each other. And now Hannah's in the news again for saying, you know, something offensive. Like it's just, there's a lot there. And I mean, I will say I like Hannah, um, but from things I've heard behind the scenes and from what I heard about, they, they really wanted her to be the bachelorette. I know that. So I don't know if there was things edited out or changed, but it, it'll be interesting to watch because she, you know, really has become one of the most popular figures on the show. Mm -hmm. You know how I feel about Bachelor people TikToking. So that's one of my things where it's like, I like Hannah and I really liked her after her season, but with Dancing with the Stars and then this and then that, like, I just wonder, we're just not used to Bachelor Nation people becoming like celebrities. And I think it's kind of becoming that. So it'll be interesting to see. She's like, I think one of the closest, maybe Tyler Cameron to like hitting that next level. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because they were always so strictly if you're a bachelor person, you know, maybe you'll go on paradise and that's it. Do some sponsored ads. But like, I feel like Hannah keeps kind of getting higher up in, in terms of popularity and, you know, more projects that aren't just sugar bear hair and that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how, how, how she moves on with all of that. Yeah, no, she, it's definitely one to watch. I guess it's smart. She's kind of gone quiet, but also that's probably why people are not happy with her too. So you can't really win. Before we get, I am deviating from my agenda one last time because I said Colton and then it reminded me like Colton and Cassie, have you been like kind of noticing how they haven't really been like spending time together? Yeah. I, I've from the start have kind of felt like I didn't really have much hope for them because I really don't think relationships can really work out if one person is more into the other person significantly. And I remember I, um, went to Good Morning America like the day after that they were chosen. And I did feel like Colton was more like overbearing with his love and Cassie was more like holding back, which I feel for her. It was a whirlwind that happened the night before. You're on a red eye plane to New York City, whatever. But I've always felt like Colton is like obsessed with her and she's not obsessed with him. So I definitely, I'm just like not really surprised that they're not really spending time together. I don't know. I'm not fully convinced by that relationship. I think both yeah. of them are super cool and super nice, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them interact together, like that world press tour too. They came into the office and like, he's definitely like, really affectionate with her. She definitely, I remember leaving my first like time talking to him, thinking that they, it, it was more mutual than it shows that seemed on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she's also shy and like reserved and stuff. But the whole thing, it was just so interesting because he lived with them when he had Corona and was recovering. And, you know, so it makes sense that he wanted to, you know, I guess, go see his family. But it's just, I don't know, the Bachelor people, it's like they play both sides because part of them are like, don't analyze everything we do on social media. That doesn't mean, you know, there's a problem because we posted a cryptic quote or because we haven't posted a photo together. But time and time again, it does prove that usually there's a problem. And also, like, you post so much normally, like, you can't be surprised when people read into it. So you kind of have to, like, go into it knowing, like, maybe we shouldn't, not saying you shouldn't share pictures, but, like, 
be kind of mindful of how much you're throwing your relationship in people's faces if you don't want people to read into it when you stop. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. A source has told us that everything is fine. Colton's just in Colorado visiting his family since he hasn't been with them since the pandemic broke and recovering from COVID-19 himself. He was with Cassie up until the night he left for Colorado. He'll be back in LA soon. They're both just enjoying time with their families. So, I mean, time will tell, but he did admit in the book that they did break up one time and like no one knew. It's just like, they're usually where there's like a little, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, I'll never forget watching Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth's relationship, like, for months, like just reading into every single emoji she chose and quote she put up. And it was, we all couldn't have been more right. They were just denying it because they didn't want to admit it themselves. Like we as Bachelor Nation knew that they were over, I think before they knew they were over. Yeah. And that's, I, like I've said to you before, that, that was one of like the most dramatic for me. I always like when watching, I always thought, you know, Sean and Caitlin, just from the stuff that they revealed behind the scenes, like she knew from the start that it was him for her. And like, also with Jojo and Jordan, like they had an instant connection too. And I remember thinking like, all right, these are couples are the real, the real deal. And so when Sean and Caitlin broke up, I was like, obviously I knew about all those signs and things that Bachelor Nation were saying, but I was just, oh, I just like really love Sean. Like, I think he's just great. Uh-huh. And I just felt for him in this situation, but we'll obviously get into Sean and Caitlin, but I just, it's, it's a tough situation to be in. If you're going to put your relationship all over social media, and this is also for normal, regular people too, and you just stop posting, you have to expect that people are going to speculate. Like it's oh, yeah, just like, so new people, day and age. If people from my middle school break up now, like I need to know like why, like if you're going to make me look at like the cringy TikToks and the boomerangs and the photos of you holding his hand, walking to the beach, this guy, this man, this girl makes everything better. I want to know what happened. Like, I almost feel like everyone should have to tell us, not even just public figures. Like I want to know everything. Yeah. Let's get into Sean. Let's get into Caitlin. One, I, you know, what's so sad is when you were saying that that was like your couple, mine, it's like almost, it's embarrassing to admit because mine was Andy and Josh. And Josh, <laughs> oh my Josh ended up being, you know, not the man who Andy and myself, you know, were charmed by and Amanda Stanton on, on Instagram. I read their books. I totally side with them. But when they broke up, I was like shook to my core. Yeah, because I remember Andy and Josh being like total goals. They were, also, they, were like, they, looked, they looked alike. <laughs> right. They were like a very aesthetically pleasing couple. Like they just looked great together. And I don't know. I'm just that. That's also another one that, I mean, obviously she said, like spoke out about that everything. And we know that everything that went down with that, but yeah, there's certain couples where you think it's the real deal. And then when it happens, it's, it's very sad. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty much only convinced that like Sean Lowe and Catherine and like Trista and Ryan are going to go the distance. I, I, I don't know. It's like, there's just too many, too many disappointments. But let's talk about Caitlin because she's had a really interesting journey. And she recently talked to Us Weekly reporter Kaylee. And she talked about her Valium addictions, some of her depression issues, her future with Jason. So I'm going to play a clip of Caitlin and Kaylee's conversation. I didn't even realize I was addicted to it at the time until I was out of it. But I just wanted, you know, when you're when you're in a low, low, anything that makes you feel numb seems appealing because you don't want to feel this awful feeling. And so I just kept day by day being like, well, you know, one more day or I still need it. So and then it turned into weeks and then turned into months. And then I was just a shell of myself. Mm -hmm. And it was my family and friends that were like, I know you like went through a hard time and like this was really hard for you, but you can't live like this. So what are you going to do about it? And I mean, I remember just like picking myself up and it was hour by hour actually of how I dealt with it. It wasn't even day by day. It was hour by hour. And that's okay. If people are struggling to, to think of it hour by hour is okay. And that's exactly what I did. And I remember being so dizzy and just being like, it would be so easy to just have another one and, you know, go to sleep and not feel this anymore. But I'm just, that's not who I am. That's, I, I don't want to live my life like that. And it had been long enough. And I was just, I was just so done with feeling numb because I, I, Caitlin Bristow loves to feel her feelings yeah. <laughs> and, and being numb is not doing that. And, yeah. and, you know, it's fine to be sad and, and have your moment. And I really sat in my sadness, but 
it's about coming out on the other side and what you do with it after. So Caitlin said that she's like talked about some of her struggles before the show before, but I didn't know that she had a value addiction. Did you? No, I didn't know about that either. I think that she's more so talked about the depression and anxiety sort of thing that comes that she probably had before bachelor, but also comes with bachelor nation and, you know, having everything be laid out on the table in front of the entire country and world. But I didn't know about that either. And obviously it's sad when you hear about things like that, but yeah, yeah, it's, I feel like Caitlin's always an open book and is open to talk about things like that. I just definitely do have like questions. Like, was that, was that pre-bachelor or? Yeah, I think it was pre-bachelor. She went through like a really bad breakup, but then she was talking about how when she was on the bachelorette, like, and everything was airing and, you know, she got a lot of, she got a lot of heat during her season, which was probably mostly unwarranted because it was like, I think if her season aired now, it's much more like sex positive, less, I feel like it's less, like less acceptable to say some of the things people probably were saying about Caitlin. Like they wouldn't say that about Hannah based on Mm -hmm. some of the things she did. So she said she was definitely like slipped back into some of her depression and bad habits when the show was airing, but it was not to the level of like being dependent on a substance. Mm-hmm. Something else I thought that was interesting that she said was, I've always wanted to know this. So I ad- asked Kaylee to ask her about why she decided to stay in Nashville. Because like we, Sean was from Nashville, Caitlin was from Canada. And then she moved to Nashville and they like built this life together. And she admitted that she like definitely considered leaving. And she's still in the house that they like built together. And now she lives there with Jason. And I just kind of think that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. It's just probably the house is probably just full of memories with like a different person. I don't know how I would feel if I were Jason. I talked to you about this before. I'm not crazy Caitlin and Jason fans. I think it's just because I really liked at least what I saw that her and Sean had. Obviously, things that happened happen behind closed doors. I just like feel like she just jumped into this relationship and is all in. Like she got the golden retrievers, like her and Sean kind of like I know Tucker was Sean's dog but like Tucker became one of like her own and then she gets two golden retrievers in the house that her and Sean built together I just I don't know it just seems like all too much and I just also get the vibe that a lot of it is for Instagram I remember liking Jason on his season because I just thought he seemed like a really stand-up guy but like now when I hear him talk it seems very rehearsed and like cheesy like I don't know yeah He's a little cheesy. It's their relationship is just interesting. I think with her, if she had just went on with her relationship with Jason quietly, which I remember like when it all started, they'd have like a picture here and there. And they would often say that they were great friends and they'd compliment each other and say great things about each other. But then all of a sudden it was zero to 100. I just, that was what she had just done with her previous bachelor relationship. And I just don't know if that's great to be doing that again with someone else. Like I understand wanting to show your love for someone, but it seems like it's like the same thing, same kind of relationship, yeah. like on steroids, like over again. It's just interesting. And everyone handles relationships differently. But I think that's why a lot of people maybe don't necessarily like her is they've really liked what she had with Sean and then are seeing all this play out all over again. It almost seemed like she moved on like super fast. Yeah. I mean, I think she did. I think they were friends. And then it's like she was mourning the end of that relationship. I think they held on a lot longer than they probably should have, Caitlin and Sean. Mm-hmm. Like it was over. So maybe I guess she felt more ready to move on. It's going to be interesting because they're doing that Bachelor like greatest season ever thing. And they're airing so the next couple Mondays for 10 weeks, which my first problem with this whole thing is that we don't need 10 of these unless maybe they're going to be better than I think. But they're going to do the season in one night. So they're going to for like three hours with like new Chris Harrison introductions, I guess, and transitions mm-hmm. and like commentary they're going to air this like the season and Caitlin's is the second one they're airing. So I would find it interest to be interesting if like Jason and her like watched it just cause she, I don't know, like that's, it's, it's like an interesting, and I mean, she could say the same thing and watch him on Becca season, but there's something about, I feel like she was very all in as the bachelorette. Like she was like very much honestly in love with Sean and Nick Vile, if we're being honest. So that would be interesting as far as that show goes. It, it would be so much better if... Did you ever watch The People's Couch on Bravo? No, I haven't. Okay, so basically The People's Couch is... They had these two hosts who were really funny. And then they also had just like random people like you and I sitting at home watching some, watching like a Bravo show or you know, a different show, like an NBC show. 
and like reacting to it. So like you would be like, like you just see people have really funny reactions. Like no way he did that. Like it's like a a moment that like we all have already seen before of like a popular show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, like how funny would it be to have like, Caitlin like Skyped in the corner, like watching the season. Like I would watch because Whitney Port is doing that with old episodes of the city right now with her husband, who was a producer on the city, which I didn't even know. And they're mm-hmm. watching it and like laughing at it. And it might be yeah. too meta for The Bachelor, but like how funny would that be to make like and then you can like hang up on Caitlin and like call Nick Vile and he can like tell you what he was thinking in that moment and like give us something fresh. Like I don't know if I can just sit there and watch like the season again. But then I mean I did watch Jason Mesnick's season on Netflix and it was like the greatest two weeks of my life. So I don't know. I remember this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I don't I mean yeah I I definitely want to watch certain ones. Like I do want to watch Sean and Caitlin's again. And I think there's certain ones that I'll want to tune into. But like you said, like this is obviously just a way to like keep Bachelor Nation fans like still interested. And during like this whole time and waiting, obviously, for quarantine to be over and for things to be able to go back to normal to be able to film. But I think I always say I'm not sure I'm going to watch, but I think I will. I I hope that they some sort so they have released a schedule that says which is who's on what or. So I found like this. I don't know if this is like a fact, but I found something I think based on someone's TV guide that said that the first one is Sean Lowe. The second one is Caitlin. The third one is Ben Higgins. And then I don't know the other ones yet. Okay. I mean, I think I actually might watch. It's like, like you said, you were able to watch Jason's season from start to finish in like two weeks. I'm not as great at binging. So I think that this actually might be something good for me because it's one night. I think it's also funny that they can make something where a full season of The Bachelor is in one night. Meanwhile, there's like most of our Mondays, we set aside three hours to watch one episode. That so is that's so funny. true. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that we'll be able to watch the full season in one night. That's an amazing point. I didn't even think about that. The fact that how much time we dedicate to this when really now they're showing us, I guess it could be like a movie. Not yeah. like a, an it, I'm like event. here for it because I'm not great at binging. Like if there's a certain show like Big Little Lies or Outer Banks, like I can binge it but I'm really bad at like some of my friends are binging like Love Island like that kind of thing I don't know if I can do that all at once so um I think that this is great for someone like me who's not great at binging and would totally want to watch something like fast and straight to the point not no fluff like just the good moments like I'm here for it I just hope they do some of the older ones too like Sean Lowe was a while ago but like I think the best part about watching Jason stuff was one like I hadn't seen a lot, all of it. Like I was dabbling in the show back then. I wasn't watching it like all the time. So one, it was some new stuff, which I think for a lot of Bachelor viewers, older seasons would be new content still. And because it's, there's the sign of the times, the hair, the fashion, like it's all, it might be less dramatic. Maybe they can make those episodes two hours instead of three, but it would, you know, be a way to show older content, which I think is so interesting because I feel like there's so much emphasis on like the newer seasons of the show. Yeah. And like, Sean Lowe, like, you know, we're big, both of us are big Sean and Catherine fans, but there's like The Bachelor back in, I've been watching for a really long time. I felt like I was, I was on my phone the whole time. Like, like I was so zoned in and like, it kind of reminds me of like, for example, on Emily Maynard season, when Sean brought her home, he did this whole joke. Like, I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. he still lived with his parents. Like he brought her into his room and everything. And she was just like, are you kidding me? And it was just a joke and he actually didn't. But I think that there's like hopefully certain moments like that pop up because I feel like I've forgotten about so many things that happened in like older Bachelor Nation stuff. And I think that the new wave of Bachelor fans um, should totally watch something like this to see like what went down and what shaped the show to be like what it is now. Yeah. I mean, I'll be tuning in to see if there's anything new covering it probably in some way on the site. So it'll be interesting. But before I move on to Ari's interview with us, what did you have something that Sean posted on Instagram recently? Oh yeah, because obviously I've said like forty times that I love Sean Booth, but he did like a Q and A. I think it was Sunday night on his Instagram story. Someone one asked him, "Do you miss KB?" And he ended and he up saying, it? "Well, he ended up saying that he misses kettlebells, which is like a I'm not I'm not like a workout person, but it's something okay, so that you use, like a weight. <laughs> it's like a weight you use at the gym, so." he misses like boot camp or whatever and like going in. So he obviously 
didn't say anything about Caitlyn there. But then he got asked if he regrets going on The Bachelor, and he doesn't. And he went on this whole thing about how it was a great experience, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, I think personally that that answer was unrelated to Caitlyn. I think that he has built like this wild gym in Nashville that is like very popular. He's selling merch. He's doing this. Like I think career-wise, he's doing amazing. And I think that a lot of Bachelor people forget to thank the franchise for where they are in terms of financially, where they are with their lives. And I really, truly think that him saying that he didn't regret it at all, it was a great experience, blah, 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 is solely because of where it's gotten him like in his life career-wise. Like, like, yeah. he, like you, he can't be, I don't know, like he can't be... I don't think he's sitting around pining for Caitlin. I don't think so either. I want to know, like, who, does he have a mystery woman? Like, I just feel like we don't hear anything about him. He's very private. And it's like, if he does... First off, he needs another dog because I love Tucker and their relationship. And picturing Sean Booth at home alone, like, right, like doing nothing right now, I'm like, he needs some, he needs a dog or a girlfriend or something because I just think that he seems great. Anyways, I need to stop talking about Sean Booth. You know what's so funny though? Cause it's like literally 10 minutes ago, I was like, these bachelor people need to stop putting their relationship on social media. And now, like, you're like, we need to know if he's dating someone. I'm like, yeah, like he owes it to us. So, like, I'm, I'm the problem. Yeah. And I think we're all like that. So I I don't know. I guess you can't really win. Yeah, I apologize if I continue to contradict myself because I feel like <laughs> I have so many wild bachelor thoughts that they just can't be tamed. Yeah, and I mean, I wanted to talk about Ari, but first now we need to talk about Kelly and Peter because if we're talking about Instagram, like it's it's out of control. Like Peter posted a picture. They're in Florida now, I guess. And Peter's mom is like making side-by-side collages with his her son Jack's girlfriend and Kelly, which like, I guess she wants to include Kelly, but I'm pretty sure Jack has been with his girlfriend for like a really long time too. Like, how does she have so many pictures with and of Kelly to keep making these collages? Three, like what editing app is she using? And four, and most importantly, why would Peter make a caption? Blue skies ahead. We still have seven months to make this the best year of our lives. Oh. Like, that's tone deaf, no? Yeah. Someone needs to like, someone needs to log out of his Instagram account. I just, I've, I'm not here for cheesy posts and I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like all of a sudden they were very secretive and now it's like, Oh, everyone knows. Let's just blow up everyone's Instagram feeds. Now we have Kelly, Peter and Barb blowing us up with, with Peter and Kelly content. Like enough is enough. I don't, I don't dislike them. I think it's fine. Like whatever's going on between them. The Barb aspect of it is kind of funny because one, you asked where is she getting all these photos of Kelly? I would, probably our Instagram account. We put up one of them at least once a week. <laughs> Some kind of photo of them once a week, but the captions are too cheesy. Like, I mean, got to incorporate like being a pilot somehow into all of these. It's like, please let's separate career and love life. Thanks. Like, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I am a hater in general, but like part of me, like I woke up and cause I wrote all these notes about Peter and Kelly, including they're not Seth and Summer on the OC doing the Spider-Man kiss because they did that video, like recreating like Superman, like Clark Kent, Lois Lane. Then I, there was a video of Kelly on a golf, we were doing on a golf course, like swinging. I'm like, this is not High School Musical 2. Oh, I so watched like, that one. Am I being, I don't know, but like, they're clearly happy. And it's so funny because all the comments like, oh, this is actually cute. Or like, I don't want to like you, but I do. And like, for me, it's just like, oh my God, gag me. Like, this is the corniest, like, I can't even do like watch these, but like, maybe I'm the problem and they're really just living their best lives. I think that there's, it's, it's very easy for something like this to, to have like two different opinions on it because at one point I don't want to be hating on people for actually being happy in life. Like then if I have, if I do that, it's like, geez, Kelly, like step back, like calm down. Right. These like, people are in a happy mean? relationship, like stopping a Scrooge. But then also if I think about the fact that his path to getting back to Kelly, there was not much remorse on his end. And I think that that's what people want to see. Like he was literally engaged to someone else. They broke that off. He attempted to get back with Madison did that for like two days. We're like, no, that's not going to work. Even at the, after the final rose, like he was trying so hard to push out tears and he like, couldn't, he just like gave up. So I think that there's a lack of like empathy and remorse for like a lot of his actions along the way. And now it's like, 
oh, everything's fine and dandy. I got a girl, like whatever, I'm fine. And then you have these two other girls that were hurt along the way. I think that's people's issue with him. At least that's what my issue with him is. Maybe if they were posting these corny videos and he had picked her the whole time, I would find it more cute and charming. But now I find it kind of like, oh my God, like one stop putting, throwing it in our face and two, like, I don't even know if I believe you because this was like your fourth choice. Also, who was filming the golf video? And like, the TikTok video. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I know Florida's like open right now. Yeah, the, the golf one was very, like an intimate moment. Like after she swung or whatever, she like, walked up to him and he like put his arm around her and they gazed into the sunset or whatever and had fun golfing like who's standing there being like oh this is good content I'm gonna capture it and like I don't know it's just or do they ask someone like was Kelly like oh I'm gonna like I mean if they ask a stranger like I'm gonna nail this shot get it on camera and then I'm gonna walk over to Peter and have like a little moment this will be good for Instagram I always have so many questions behind like what goes into anyone's Instagram posts Like if you, like, even if like a friend is out somewhere and they capture these like solo, like NYC rooftop, like goals, pictures, like I have trouble. I would totally have trouble being the subject, like standing there fake laughing. Like, I wonder what goes into these pictures, but anyways, I don't want to go on. I mean, I can, I can fake laugh with the best of them. So I'll teach you. Um, but if, yeah, with that, I was like, if someone asked me to take a video of them taking their golf swing or whatever, like I would obviously say yes. Like if someone asked me that, but then if it turned into that, I might either, I might delete the picture and be like, I'm yeah. sorry, I missed the moment. <laughs> like throw it on the yeah. phone. Like I, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're clearly happy. Barb has stayed at $59 on Cameo. I've checked. Thank you for the update. Of course. It's, it's my job. It's my mission in life. They're really happy. And to that, I say congrats and good luck. You still have seven months to make this the best year of your life. And a lot of other people in the country and the world would just, you know, disagree with that because of everything that's happened in the first, you know, four months, but or five months. But Godspeed, these two, these two crazy kids, just so in love. Yep. Let's talk about Ari because Christina, another Us, an Us Weekly reporter and correspondent, caught up with Ari and Lauren. And I think this is interesting because I missed this like the day. I don't think I was working the day they talked, but this is getting a lot of pickup. One of these quotes he gave us. So I want to play that and then talk about it a little bit. And I got to say, as a bachelor, I feel like you're almost set up to fail. <laughs> Not always. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a recipe for disaster, you know? So it's like if there is a normal, you know, happy ending, like a Sean Lowe, Catherine ending, you're almost like surprised. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh. You know? Well, that never happens anymore. I know it never happens anymore because it, it's it's uh, it's such a high, tense, like, it's just such a, I don't know, it's just a difficult situation to be in. So it's really hard to pass judgment. Do you feel like you were set up to fail in a way? I mean, you kind of said that before, but do you feel like you were set up to fail? No, I wouldn't say me personally. I just feel like the show in itself is, um, it, it's just really hard because obviously you're, you know, you get to a point as a bachelor where you're used to dating multiple women that is a not normal and then towards the end it's really i just feel like it's sort of a cruel process to where you have to break up with someone and then get engaged to somebody else it's like if you really could separate your feelings throughout the whole show which which starts happening as the bachelor in the beginning it's very odd but as you go through the whole show you start separating your feelings between one person and another person and then it gets down to the end i feel like i feel like the structure itself lends to just a traumatic mm-hmm. ending almost 95% of the time. For me, at least, that's how I view it. It's a little bit of biting the hand that feeds you situation, right? Yep. And something like this is, I'm triggered by a, a quote like this because, Ari, you have, you got the wife and you got the beautiful baby. What more can you ask for? I understand. And you also got a second chance. Not everyone gets to go through this entire production, this like multi-million dollar show with get to go through it two times. And he did. And now he's going to say that the lead is set up to fail. I can understand like different leads maybe that would be able to say something like this. But like Ari, just stop because you actually really did. I mean, if all things are fine and dandy with him and Lauren, you have a wife, you had a beautiful wedding, kid, everything. Like what more do you need out of this from this franchise? I think that's a perfect way to phrase it. Like don't bite the hand that's feeding you. Yeah. I mean, they, everyone who's been on the show knows the show better than anyone who's watching the show. Like they know the behind the scenes secrets and whatever. However, I don't love when they 
act like better than it, but then are the first ones to, you know, launch a show and recap the bachelor every week or have their Instagram bios be whatever. Like if, if you really had that bad of an experience on the show or you don't feel like they're nice to the people on the show or you think it's too manipulative or you think that it's calculated, that's fine. But then like stick to it. Like don't, and I guess Ari and Lauren have done that a little bit. Like they're not really so much in your face with like bachelor content. Like they don't, mm-hmm. as far as I know, maybe I think they have a YouTube channel. So maybe they talk about it on that. And Colton has said like he wrote his book to be actually be done. So like, we'll see, like, will he, is he actually done? Or is he going to like have a bachelor recap podcast in a year? Like it's, it's just, I don't like, you got to stick with it kind of thing. Yeah. I don't buy Colton like being done because if I had the opportunity to post an Instagram and get a couple thousand dollars, like I would stick to it. And he, that's what he is known for. I understand he has his charity and, and he's like an ex football player, whatever. But keep in mind that like, this is how people are making their money these days. And it is to stand with a product and post it to your Instagram. Like I don't know. You got to be careful with what you say. And I, I understand like some people had bad goes with this show and, and didn't have the best journey. I hate to use that word, but Ari and Lawrence was pretty, pretty worked out in the way he wanted it to. So just, he should just leave it. I at mean, that. yeah, at the time it was pretty bad with the whole unedited breakup thing with him and Becca, but also that was like his decision to propose It's like, they can never, it's always with reality TV. They play the edit card. They play the villain card. They can't make you do or say something. Yeah. It can get in your head. It can, you obviously, you know, can feel like you're being swayed, but at the end of the day, like you're making these decisions and I just like it better when they own it. Like I would rather have already stuck this whole time to obviously I made a mistake. I'm happy where it ended up. I hope the same thing happens to Peter versus trying to blame the show and calling it a recipe for disaster and blaming it on that. Like there might be some truth to that. You're allowed to be critical of the show. It's I'm not saying they need to all just be like, Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Like God bless the bachelor. But at the same time, like maybe just own the fact that you were the one who made the wrong choice. And Peter was the one who made the wrong choices in this versus trying to blame the, the show, I think is more my issue with it. Right. I, I agree. Um, there's a few more rapid fire topics I'm going to get through including Victoria F, who we know was in Arlington with Chris Souls. I'm like obsessed with this. I don't know if anyone else is talking about these two as much as I am and we are, but I can't, like, I just need to still want to know everything. But she was in Arlington with Chris Souls and she left Arlington, Iowa for Des Moines, Iowa. And she wrote, I've escaped with an, on her Instagram story with her bags packed. And then she posted a video sipping wine with Kelsey, who is from Des Moines. And I looked it up and there is 182 miles between these places in Iowa, which is like a three hour drive, which one answers my question. I guess Victoria F drove from Virginia beach to Arlington, Iowa to begin with. How did you look up that distance? No, I should. So because but now that, she's in is, that is a dedicated, I, even without knowing the mileage, that is a dedicated road trip. Like you are going there to have a bachelor nation hookup. If you're going to travel that far, it is. Oh my God. Really far. A thousand um, and 147 miles. Yeah, that's... It's like a two-day road trip. I call that a thirst trip. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, but the fact that she used the terminology, I escaped, like, that's like, I don't know. Even if they did break up or it didn't work out, like, I just feel like that's like kind of a, it's kind of a rough connotation to throw on this, like, quarantine bay situation. Yeah, I escaped is... I mean, she obviously was joking or wasn't thinking too much into it. But, you know, eagle-eyed bathroom nation rants are like, why do you need to like literally escape? Like, wh- why is that right? Like, she's probably the word joking, that you're using? It's still making like, it seemed like Farmer Chris was like, well, Farmer Chris was holding her hostage. Like, obviously he wasn't actually. But yeah. the fact that she's at first, she's like posting thirst traps in his kitchen, like laying on his pillow. So we know she's there. And now she's joking about escaping. Like, I don't know. I never trusted her. And I still don't. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping this is over because Crystal's has like been through enough. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I think that Victoria F is like total LA vibes, Los Angeles. Like I just don't ever see someone like that. And I told, I don't know her. So whatever, she could totally be like into the oh, Iowa farm scene, but like, how are you going to be able to go to all the revolve parties, et cetera, if you're in Iowa, when they most likely will take place in LA or New York? Like, I just don't, 
completely buy it, but... Maybe if we were in quarantine forever. She escaped, so we'll see what happens. I don't watch 90 Day Fiance, but this chick from 90 Day Fiance is now dating Clay from The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. They met, I guess, a few months ago over social media, and then her relationship with her husband on the show fell apart. And now they've been dating over Zoom. And she said on the show last night, we went on a first date, but it wasn't the right timing for me. I wasn't ready. Now we want to date again, but we're stuck at home. So I figured we could have a quarantine virtual date. I feel like it's just like, oh, we're stuck at home. I have no one else to call. I'll call Clay from The Bachelorette. Yep. That sounds like my worst nightmare is starting a relationship. What is with this new dating? Like at this, let's just take this time for ourselves and like, while we can and enjoy it, the Zoom dating is the most, that sounds like an absolute nightmare for me. Like wake me up at like, if I ever decide to like embark on that, because I most likely won't be. <laughs> Literally, um, that's, girl. it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do that. I, I really am shocked at the people who can, but also I'm here for it. If you, if you really want to find love in quarantine, but it's just like, uh, not the time, but also you're, you were just on a show called 90 day fiance. Like you married someone you like, are, I assume their relationship was ended badly because they all end badly on that show. Like maybe don't start dating a guy from another reality show who was like dated that girl, Angela. And then he, they broke up because she like couldn't go to the gym as long. Like I remember, I remember that whole weird thing. And yeah. then he was with that Nicole girl. Like this guy is not, this like is not it. And like, I guess they just want like attention because the, he like zoomed. I think they either had screenshots or like clips of him like zooming with her on this like 90 day re- on reunion special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also could be like a clout thing or to, I think one of the hardest parts we talked about before in bachelor nation, if you do want it to be like your career is, you know, maintaining that and like moving with it as it evolves. And like, this is a perfect, like we're talking about him right now. So if he wants to like remain in this scene, he's doing it right because people are talking about it. And, you know, maybe he's trying to get some 90 day fans on his side, but yeah, Clay's, I've never really enjoyed watching Clay. I always like get questioned all the things that he did, but that's just me. Yeah. Same. Our girl, Hannah Ann has not been seen with her quarterback in recent weeks. And while I'm happy she's social distancing, I was really, really rooting for those two. Oh my God. Me too. Such an attractive couple. Yeah. But instead she's posting, you know, some, some bikini pics like they all do. And she wrote, got my mind on the prize. And Nick Vile commented, as far as captions go, dear Peter would have been a home run. And Hannah Ann responded, you nailed it, crying face emoji. And then some random girl was like, at Nick Vile, get on this. And then Hannah Ann responded, ha 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 with like a bunch of skull emojis. I think part of, like if Nick Vile doesn't get on comments by Bachelor at least once a week, like he's, he's, I'm surprised because he's always on it. Yeah. I also interpreted that comment that he left name dropping Peter is just like stirring the pot. Like he's a professional pot stirrer. He really so like Hannah hasn't really done any Peter related things in a while. And now, or Hannah Ann hasn't done any Peter like things in a while. And now it's like, Oh, Peter and Hannah's name are back together again. So it's, it's Nick, yeah. Nick is, is good at that. Yeah, he really is. I always, I've said uh, several times on the show and in whatever, I think Nick's going to end up with someone from the Bachelor franchise at some point because it's going to start like this, like a flirty comment or like a joke. And then, because he always connects with them. He, I mean, he always ends up meeting them all. And I think one of them is going to end up being his his person. But that's just my take. Last but not least, Claire season, no full update. We know that they are still trying to find and figure out a resort type situation to be filming it in isolation, quarantine, you get on the show, you stay there. I'm sure if you're sent home, it's like a jury house kind of big brother situation where they just keep you there kind of thing, or they test you several times. I'm here for it. I think it would be interesting. I saw something that they were hoping to film the second half of the summer and like air it in the fall, which would then make it on track, hopefully to get some sort of bachelor in the winter slash spring of it all so Mm -hmm. I mean I hope it happens I hope it happens too and you know it's definitely going to be different and I know that the traveling aspect is like a big part of why a lot of people like to go on why a lot of people like to watch but it's also I've always been kind of skeptical about the traveling part because it's like oh tonight we're going on a date in Paris and then tomorrow we're going on a date in Egypt and it's like nope It's not like that. It's like in normal life. It's like tonight we're going to Applebee's and tomorrow we're going to Chili's. 
So <laughs> it's like, it's so unrealistic to real life. And I think that that's a lot of what goes wrong for people is they have these dates that are so unrealistic and not like real life at all. And then you go home to like Texas and it's like, okay, we're together. And it's like, no, we're not like walking the great wall of China tomorrow. Like we have to do something normal. I think so this eliminates that aspect and maybe things will work out in a better way than they really have been recently. So I don't know. It's, it's, I just want, I just want like normal bachelor to come back or bachelorette to come back. Like I don't, Listen to your heart wasn't really my thing. And I'm looking to go back to like our normal bachelor roots with the other shows. They'll still get to be probably on like a beach or like in a nice resort. And they are all probably bored out of their minds. But that isn't interesting, like now at home and if they don't have a job. But it is an interesting idea to take away some of the travel. And because that's definitely a huge reason why people go on the show. It always makes me laugh when they like, they they, they set up the highs and the lows too. So like, we're going to Cleveland. And you're like, no, I want to stay in California. So then it's like, you're at this low of Cleveland. And then you're like, please just tell me anything that's like not Arlington or Des Moines, Iowa. And then it's like, oh, you're right. Like now we're in Barcelona. And it's like, Barcelona is even better because you were just in Ohio. Like it's like a, it's like a scale. So that'll be interesting. I'm rooting for, yeah, same thing. I just, I just want Bachelor to be back. Well, we'll see. Um, as always, everyone, let me know if there's anything you want us to talk about, dive into, any bachelor person that I haven't offended yet on the show to try to, you know, talk to and catch up with. Always down to do that. And just make sure you listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes and come back next week. Thanks, Kel. Hi, I had fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.